MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour three of V-CIN prime time. The beauty of live radio and television is I get to plug my computer in while uh, it was about to die. Hey, we've grown. John King's not here. He is uh, sidelines this evening, but we've welcomed in Jared Smith at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter, our weekly Thursday guest. And uh, he has joined us in studio here tonight. And oh. another three and outs for the TCU Horn frog. Negative yardage so far. Georgia went. By the way, Adam Burke is, of course, here too. I got to introduce Mr. Burke. Uh, I am Tim Murray. 7 0 Georgia, but it is uh, not so fast, my friend. Not a three and out because uh, defensive holding called on Georgia. So the third penalty on the Bulldogs already in this game. We saw a false start in a legal shift and now defensive holding on, uh, on a critical play there. Um, we'll see if it, it hurts. Uh, the Bulldogs, but uh, they uh, they tackled Quentin Johnston. That that's probably going to get called every single time. Not uh, not the. Uh, well, we said they're going to try to take him out of the game. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> maybe, maybe not like that. That's not the right way to do it, though. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that Max looks a little bit overwhelmed, and TCU that's looks a little good. bit overwhelmed the with ball. the moment here. Give me the ball. Oh, as yeah. they fumble it away, and Georgia's got the football. I mean, I. This could not have started any worse for TC. Like, if you scripted it, 
couldn't have started. This is a massive correction of the first half of the TCU-Michigan game. Yeah. And and the two turnovers inside the five. Let's see if it's a clean strip here. It is. I mean, that's just a – And Georgia has picked up, scooped it up. I mean, I'll say this. The speed there – and TCU's got speed, man. And and that's one thing. You know, sometimes – and I know I've brought this game up a lot because I was there and witnessed the the misery – um, but when you watched Bama Notre Dame ten years ago, it was it was not only size, it was speed. TCU's got speed, but I mean the, the thing about Georgia is, and we talked about this Adam on the podcast and all throughout the show. They just got dudes everywhere, man, and and, and that's the thing that's oh boy, ooh, a little Brock Bowers trickery. Good luck, and they. Him. I tell you what, it is a massive emphasis. Number nineteen is getting the ball tonight. He yep. has gotten the ball now. What? Four times, one was negated on an illegal shift. Now they they ran a a reverse with their tight end. I mean, it just show goes to show you what they think about number nineteen, Brock Bowers, there for Georgia. Well, he's a tough guy to tackle in space too, right? So when you talk about the three three five and and kind of you know you keep everything in front of you, you kind of bend but don't break. He's a tough dude to take down in space, so it makes sense that they'd have him as a big part of the uh, offense. Lad McConkey looks uh, pretty healthy too. George is just. I, and I, well, I said it outside before I came in. I just think they should have the gas pedal down, and they should not stop. Well, Lad McConkey was was nicked up, and he didn't look himself against Ohio, Ohio State. And that is a and wow, climbs. He high points a ball. Stetson Bennett finds it, and and Lad McConkey, as we talked about, was kind of the safety blanket for Georgia this year. And he was nullified. He had two catches for negative one yards against Ohio State. He looked, on one play, looks pretty healthy there. And Georgia now down at the 10-yard line. And I'll say this, guys. One of the reasons that, you know, on my vcin.com and and on the show here, I said I'm going to split my unit first half and full game. I felt like this was going to be part of the game plan. Yes, they just got a turnover. But I felt like Kirby Smart has got to emphasize don't give them yeah. a breath. Don't give exactly. them a chance in this game. Put them away now. And that's what totally we've seen agree. so far. Which makes me kind of wonder, this feels like four-down territory, too. They're not kicking this they're, if, if it gets to that Ooh. point. I don't think they're going to kick from here. Maybe really? not. Yeah, Darnell Washington, though, just uh, – I they, mean, if it's third and seven, or, you know, it's fourth, fourth and, and seven, seven maybe, maybe. yeah. But fourth and what, three or less? Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, that, that's fair. And I think the play call here on, on third down – We'll kind of give you the indicator there if they run it. Right. Maybe that's, that's a good kind defense. Of what they said. That's a really good defensive play though, because it with, is. with with Darnell oh, Washington, too. Darnell Washington is a enormous human, and he's basically a tackle playing tight end. And they just posted him up and tried to. They might know, run this. The third and seven now. Georgia at the ten yard line of TCU, leading seven to nothing. By the way, the in game was twenty. Uh, when I just went outside uh, there for a break. And now, so there, now decision time. Now we get fourth and three. Fourth and three. I, 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 this will be a very interesting call here. I'd go for it. I, 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 I agree. For, yeah. I, I agree, especially because what they're averaging three, with like 10 yards a play. Three feels like a win for TCU's defense here, Yeah. given where Georgia threw the ball over. I'm trying oh. to see any indication. I think, I think they're going. It's a, great, it's a great tackle by the line. I don't know if the linebacker I mean, also, strong safety in space there on uh, – on Edwards, and they're they kicking. Kick it. Wow, fourth and four. That's, that's I, I think that's I, oh. yeah, fourth and four. Eh. But, because but your still, defense is playing really well. Isn't three kind of the dividing line from? Because that's kind of the two point conversion. But play. you're still within your scripted plays because you scored so true. quickly on the that's first true. drive. 
So he'll He's go up and good. It. Ten nothing. So, Six. Go for the throat. Yeah. No, I I would have I would have gone. I I agree. I agree. Six fifty one to go in the first half. What's the end first game quarter? Now? Ten to nothing. We'll get you the in game uh, here momentarily. Twenty two and a half and sixty one and a half. All right. So mm. over three touchdowns. Uh, yeah. here that at, didn't take long. <laughs> here at Circa, the alt line for Georgia minus twenty and a half was plus one ninety five pregame. You know, the thing that's a bummer about kind of watching the live lines, it's like spoiler alert, right? Because yeah, it's so right, far ahead right, of your feed. Right. They, now, you kind of I had that issue happen. with the streaming services back at home. It's like 30 seconds ahead, so, so that's really in trouble. There's a lot of people right now that are thinking, okay, is this now the time to get in on TCU? Plus 22.5, we've seen nothing from them offensively. Do you get some sort of life here on TCU? Pre-flop, right, they close around two touchdowns. It's already up to 22.5 north of three touchdowns. It's 10 to nothing. Do you think this TCU team can show life, Jared, and get back for you you're like me got in north a uh, south of of two touchdowns yeah. is this that middle opportunity it, it might be and you know it's even a middle opportunity for our alt at 20 and a half right now sitting around a key number at 21 but you know the field goal kind of takes it off of that and you would imagine tcu is not going to be kicking many field goals tonight if i'm sunny dykes i mean that's just not the way you're going to win this game and i think they they want to obviously they want to win this game but the strategy now has changed so quickly you fall behind two scores in the opening 10 minutes the field goals are kind of out the window. You're not stopping Georgia's offense tonight. So I, I need to see TCU get at least the first down on their own merit before I'm willing to bet them in any capacity, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, I agree with what he's saying. Like They have to show something here yeah. uh, on this possession. I mean, I, I said that about the last possession. All he did was fumble. So you know, <laughs> we'll see if – I mean, look, we're, we're kind of reaching a critical point here where if they don't at least take a few minutes off the clock, flip the field, something yeah. like that – like, we get into serious boat race yeah. territory. And right. I don't think Georgia, like, if, if, if I'm Munkin tonight, I'm hold, hold nothing back, right? What's the joke in the, from the uh, Waterboy uh, movie? Like, yeah, Brent. you don't want to hold anything yeah, back. We know. Yeah, we know. We know. We know. So th- this just has to be Georgia's best stuff from the first jump, and we've seen it so far, and TCU hasn't been able to stop it. And the one thing that we were thinking could make this a close game was TCU's offense against Georgia's defense, which, to be fair to Georgia's defense, not last year's unit, certainly a little susceptible. But also, this is an Ohio State five stars all over the field blocking and, and, and running routes. So it's just a, it's a different vibe tonight than I think we saw last week. 10 nothing right now, 621 to go first quarter. Stetson Bennett scored the game's first touchdown. So if you had that ticket in pocket, that was a nice cash of around 14 to 1. Anytime touchdown was plus. 160. Uh, your live line here at Circa, 21 and a half in favor of uh, the Bulldogs. And uh, total right around where it closed, 62 right now. Um, yeah, I'll say this, though. Uh, if you're looking for optimism, that's a huge win for TCU. The yes. ball was at the 33-yard line, and they gave up a field goal, gave up some yards, but ultimately, that's a, that's a win. You fumble a team that was, what, I think closed plus nine in turnover margin, uh, this year, TCU has been a team very opportunistic when it comes to uh, turnovers this season. So to give it up and to only allow three points is small victory here early on. So we'll see the offense now for the third time uh, for this TCU squad, guys. And uh, we'll see. Once again, uh, Kendra Miller not playing tonight. And uh, we haven't seen DeMarcado, I don't think, get a carry yet. So... You know, something to, uh, to keep in mind. Run game on. might be a thing of the past. Max very Duggan, soon. by the way, a very popular overplay, super early. 
minus six yards so far on the ground. Uh, his one read option got blown up. And that uh, wasn't even on a sack. Yeah, right. that was just yeah. a read option. Poor, That's not a good start read. for that bet. Well, and, and Tim, you asked me about, you know, does does it feel like and experience matters in a game like this? Yeah. I think at the outset, no. But now where everything's gone wrong and you're already down 10 points. Yeah. This is where you kind of need Duggan and, and this offense to sort of settle in a little bit. Garrett Riley's got to just calm, calm down and figure out what's good on the play sheet. What are the green calls that we can go to when we're kind of backs against the wall? Because we need points. I mean, we, they hey, need points on yeah. the board. And if I'm, if, if I'm Coach Riley, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's the best stuff we can, we can put out there right now. This is basically, I don't want to say it's the game, but if you punt three and out and then 17 zip, I, Going for a deep shot. Oh, wow. Wide, Wide open. open. There you go. Blown coverage that's by stuff. There you go. Davis already over his receiving prop, by the way. Take, I mean, that's that's literally the only uh, I mean, that's yeah. best case scenario. And look, a lot of people mentioned it. This is a Georgia defense that yeah. has shown they can be had in the secondary. The front seven is very, very good. But just like that, TCU going to run some tempo. Love that, too. Uh, and the ball is uh, being sp- – What are they, just, what, just what, moving it up 10 Chris, yards? Yeah, whatever. They got down to the 11-yard <laughs> line on that play. So can- See, now TCU can't settle for three here. Yeah. This right. is this, – they can't settle for And this well, is the spot know, where DeMarcado can – The big play neutralizes that a little bit? What think? happened here? Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, both uh, – 22 ra- blown coverage. They ran – they, they went on Quentin Johnston as a – as basically a decoy, they doubled Quentin Johnson, yeah. and now TCU an maybe, opportunity. Maybe he thought he had safety help. But just like that, TCU an opportunity. Five and a half minutes to go inside the ten yard line. Injury for Georgia. Wow. So some life yeah. for the Horn Frogs here. Ten to nothing, but knocking on the door. TCU. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week visit betmgm for terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in nevada please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLING it is vsin prime time alongside jared smith and adam burke i am tim murray no sean king tonight and a great response from tcu as we have seen one of the most popular prop bets come yeah. home Max Duggan, anytime touchdown, he goes read option on third and one from the two-yard line. And just like that, big stop defensively, guys. And TCU goes right down the field, blown coverage from the TCU or Georgia secondary, which we saw a whole lot of against Ohio State. Darius Davis goes 60 yards. And just like that, 4.45 to go first quarter. Georgia, their lead cut down to three. It's 10 to 7. 17 and a half, the live number, total 66 and a half here for this one. And look, you know, we're kind of talking about it. I mean, that felt like four down territory for TCU all bit. the way, especially once they got inside the 10-yard line yeah. and got inside the five. Uh, I don't know if field goals are going to be all that beneficial in today's game. No, and it's, I mean, you know, the one blown coverage, but you said it too, Tim. TCU's getting a little movement up front. Yeah, Maybe they're running some interesting trap schemes. I didn't really pay too much attention to what the interior of the offensive line was doing, but you're definitely getting a little bit of movement. They ran it three times inside the 10 and eventually stuck it in. And, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a worse start, but then a better response. So it's been – and that's kind of been the story of the entire college football season, especially the bowl season, especially the college football playoffs. It was a pendulum. And the momentum just swings violently in one direction. Which team can actually hold that momentum for long stretches of the game – that's going to be the most difficult thing so far. Georgia owns the first seven minutes, TCU the last couple, and now Georgia gets their chance. We'll see what they do on offense. Taking a look at the prop market to this point, 
Stetson Bennett, four of five, 52 passing yards. He did score the game's first touchdown on the ground, 21 yards there. Brock Bowers, 33 receiving yards, five rushing yards for Brock Bowers. <laughs> uh, Amari DiMarcato, 13 yards on the ground uh, on that last drive. And then Max Duggan on the ground, still negative four rushing yards, but gets into the end zone anytime touchdown. Max Duggan, one of the most popular prop bets out there yeah. heading into this game. So just like that, as we mentioned, 10 to 7, and uh, your live line went from 21 and a half here at Circa, now down to 16 and a half, and the total continues to rise. It is now up to 67 and a half in this one. Under might be interesting, right? Because we like the under for the game. I did. And now we've seen just three well, really two really quick scores, but three very effective drives. At some point, we expect it to settle in just a little bit. I don't think we're going to see knockout blow after knockout blow for 60 minutes. And then, you know, you might get a chance to get on a, on a decent number that you can play over later if it does settle in just a bit. I think the hard part about taking it under here is, do we see sustained drives? I mean, we're just seeing explosive play after explosive yeah. play. Uh, you know, we had Georgia, of course, with the short field on the fumble. That was the big thing about both semifinal games. It wasn't like 10 plays, 80 yards in seven and a half minutes. Yeah, it was quick. It was a bunch of big explosive plays. So that kind of speeds the game up a little bit and also you know, makes it really tough to take it under. At what point does the number become too inflated or this early? In, I mean, we're still in the first quarter. You total? Know, yeah, total, yeah. Well, we'll, 70. See, we'll see what Georgia does here on this drive. Because I don't think Georgia's going to get stopped much tonight. That's the only and here's too. the question right. I have, though. Is, is that drive, was it more – a blown coverage that led to the touchdown or was it, Hey, you know, this TCU offensive line that we gave a lot of credit to yeah. during the Michigan game, they were able to get four or five yards of pop on, uh, on the game, on the, on the plays down low. So, you know, we will see nice this, is a, this is a big drive here for both teams, obviously. And I know I'm being captain obvious here, but four thirty nine to go, you know, Georgia, I wouldn't say that because TCU now has a little bit of life guys, I wouldn't say Georgia can put them away here. Um, however, I, I just think it it quiets them a little bit. You get a stop here, you get that offense back on the field. Get the lead. I mean, if, game if the, 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 the longer the underdog stays in the yeah. game, that's, that, that is absolutely – and that's why I thought Georgia was going to come out ultra aggressive. But I, I just don't see TCU's defense getting a ton of stops. Every stop they get is like a stop and a half tonight. Right. Well, they, had, they did a great job down at the goal line, you know, last time out. Lad McConkey there uh, picking up. Uh, 11 so on the so first time. And once again, you're looking at Lad McConkey. Didn't do anything against Ohio State. Right. He's already made a leaping catch, and now they ran a screenplay for him, a tunnel, and he was able Munkin's to get 11 yards. right now. I mean, you saw him on the well, – they cut away to him real quick. He's ready to go, man. He's getting that next play in. Well, and this is the thing. I mean, you know, you talk about trying to prepare for the 3-3-5 defense. Georgia's game plan here is we're putting our guys in space, our four- and five-star guys in space, yeah, against their two- exactly. and three-stars. That, and and Georgia's that's the gonna right win the strategy. And, they've and been, again, just so much space on the outside. I mean, it's just Georgia's guys are just getting to the spot so easily. It's like a hockey game, and they're just gliding to the edge. It's It's been impressive. Their, their offense looks really good right now. Well, and when you think back to the Texas game and you think back to the Michigan game, those two teams wanted to bully you up front, and it just didn't work. Joe Gillespie was able to, to you know, make the proper reads – but to your guys' point, what they're doing now is they're just – I mean, they're putting Brock Bowers in the slot. They're moving them all over the field. Good and, luck. And right now, I mean, you're looking at, at at how they're setting up. You've got three out wide, you know, shotgun with one man back there. So, you know, 
we'll see how this you know all more plays out. More space, more just Lad McConkey. I mean, they're they, they ten yards a play, just like easily. Yeah. Georgia team total over was at one point thirty-seven and a half. I saw some people that I respected rolled with that. Once again, it's already the floor. It seems like tonight, right? Especially if TCU is going to get some big plays. Well, and I think for Georgia right get now, get the tempo up a little bit. And I think for Georgia right now, guys, the thing is, you know, um, they know TCU is capable of scoring. Yeah. And and this isn't last year's Georgia's defense. They're they're going to have to, like you guys said, and and like one of the reasons I bet first half was you got to keep them pedal the metal here. Yeah. So the ball is inside the forty yard line here, averaging around ten yards per play. Are the Bulldogs? And they're going for a home run here, wide, wide open. Wide Lad, open. Lad McConkey, wow. wide open touchdown. Just there wasn't anyone within just thirty yards like that. Georgia's offense is humming. Thirty-seven yard touchdown. Munkin in his that was almost his bag right now. Just on that catch alone. Well, they He's came out over. quick and they right. ran like this stack formation, and then the play action. Bennett had a little bit of pressure at the end there, but for the most part. That play was basically like seven on seven. Well, and the thing of it is here, too, is, you know, one of the things we talked about with that three three five is that the safeties can kind of disguise coverage and all that kind of thing. There's nothing for Stetson Bennett to read because his first <laughs> option is available on every single play. So this the, the, is the scripting clinic. here by Georgia is incredible. This is a clinic. So, I mean, one of the hesitations I think a lot of people had is the extra point's good, 243 to go in this one. I think it's safe to say my under... Uh, 64 is some trouble. So to answer my question, from glad before, I, we're not at the number yet. We're glad, not there yet. Glad I didn't write that one up for the website, just Georgia. Um, but, you know. It, I'm curious what the safeties did here. Oh, the corner just sat, and the safety went over the middle to try to get McIntosh, and, and that it, was a total it, misery. It's safe to say is we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at the prop market here. Uh, Lad McConkey's healthy. Wow. Uh, and uh, over on Lad McConkey, 39 and a half. Receiving yards over in the first ten minutes. Yeah, and that was a thirty-seven yard touchdown. Unbelievable! Hines. That was schemed so well because they had McIntosh coming out of the backfield, and the safety just had no idea what to do. Hindsight is, as Steve Spurrier once said, fifty-fifty. But it is hindsight's twenty-twenty. Lad McConkey's over/under was thirty-nine and a half. The question was, how healthy did he look? We yeah. talked about it on the show, Adam. That. Colin Wilson, friend of the program from the Action Network on site, he said Lad McConkey looked great in, in pregame warmups. So, you know, something just to kind of make sure you you keep an eye on moving forward is in big games like this, right? You're gonna have so many media members on the field keeping an eye on injuries. We didn't know. Lad McConkey looked like he was, you know, a decoy against Ohio. He, State. he had a peg leg. Yeah. Like he just he looked like he was just, you know, Seamus from yeah. Family Guy. <laughs> Yeah, I had the two-point conversion catch, and that was it. And he's four for 74 with the touchdown and just a, a broken coverage there. And now, just like that, TCU had the momentum. and, and how Violently cool. swings back and forth and back. That and drive forth. was four plays, 70 yards. How many? Well, like a minute off the clock? Two minutes. Well, again, let's be honest. I mean, Michigan, and part of it was garbage time, but Michigan had over seven yards per yeah. play. And then a bunch TCU. of turnovers and a but bunch also, of mistakes. Again, here's TCU getting a push at the line of scrimmage. They are getting nice push right now. I, I thought it was interesting too because you're you made a good point to him about the access this week. Mm-hmm. It's the most access you'll probably get all season. And even Kendra Miller, I, I saw a bunch of interviews with him earlier in the week that said, "Hey, I'm going to play." Yeah. And and you don't hear that 
usually week of games because you don't get access to the injured players. But because of the, you know, the car wash nature of the national championship media, you get a little bit more and, again, more push for TCU's up front. I mean, they're they're getting a little bit of movement. TCU's moving it. 17-7, Georgia leading under two minutes to go, first quarter. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Once again, vcin.com, that's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Alongside Adam Burke and Jared Smith, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN prime time. No Sean King this evening. Massive play here for TCU as we come back after one quarter. Third and 17 for the Horned Frogs, trailing 17 to 7. And now go for it. Go you for go it. for it here if you're TCU. <clears throat> just cross midfield. Fourth and seven. They picked up about 11 yards on that play. That's a smart play. It is. By Max Duggan. It's like a hold, too, on the left tackle there. I don't know. Got his arm up around his neck. A little bit. They didn't yeah. call, a little bit there. A little bit there. But they didn't call it. So now a big decision here. And looks oh, like punting. they're punting. Wow. The, wow. That's that I mean, starting left tackle. Right tackle. Conkin. 74. Token. I, I don't know how you punt here. Like you've shown watch no ability six. to come close. And you just to watch a them. fake. You just make sure nothing dumb happens. Like Georgia's got almost 12 yards per play. I don't know how you wow. punt here. 11.7 yards per play. Yeah, That's... this is one of those early situations where if, if Georgia sticks it in, it, it just it changes how TCU feels, like the vibe of, hey, we're now 17 now. How do we, how do we get stops? Walking off the field, Andrew Coker, the right tackle Ugh. for TCU. So we already know that they are without Kendra Miller. Uh, they're starting running back over around 1,400 yards rushing this season. Uh, Amari DiMarcado's played well. He has. Uh, they're getting some push. They are getting some push, but the right tackle just walked into the locker room there for TCU, so uh, not a great situation there. Georgia gets the ball inside their own 10-yard line, as Adam, you alluded to, 11.7 yards per play uh, on their, in the first quarter. I was going to say, if you're looking for a live under mm – -hmm. You could argue this is the spot. Yeah, because long Georgia field. Georgia might drive 75 yards here yeah. over five, six minutes. So a touchdown I agree. would hit the over in the first half at some books. Most books closed 31. The consensus was 31 minus seven and a half. Here at Circa, interestingly enough, it was 30 and a half minus eight. Wow. So first half. We saw some under total. steam today, right? Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, it came down about a point or two. Chris Andrews, really interesting, had, um, he said, usually if you want the dog, you want over, oh, and Brock Bowers, another pick You might want to guard there. Bowers on, the, on those little curl slam routes well, there. And, and look, I'm not going to stand here, sit here and pretend I'm, you know, captain scheme. But what I do know 
Captain Ski. I like that. That's a good nickname for you for him on the pod. What I do know, what I do know is that at three three five, it's hard to cover tight ends, especially the second. Bowers is not your average. Yeah, he's 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 the second best tight end in the country, (laughs) according to Pro Football Focus. I think you're right, actually. Well, and you notice here too, you know, an adjustment for Monk. Oh my goodness! Wide open. Well, we just went over Bowers. And you notice an adjustment here for Monk and. There are no cross-the-field throws, like where McCarthy got picked off on that little out route, the first yeah. pick six that he threw. Bennett's throwing to his side of the field, making sure Running they have numbers, great. mismatches, and obviously they have plenty of them. But just a, a far smarter offensive game plan against this 3-3-5. He's just, I mean, Bowers, there wasn't anyone within five yards he's of over running now, right? down the... Oh, way I'm over, waiting right? for it to update, but I believe that was like over. a third... Yeah, 78. Yeah, he's way over. He's over by over 10 yards. 78 yards, yeah. And, wow, and that he's, took and that's, 17 minutes of game time. And that steamed up quite considerably. Um, yeah, I was able to get earlier today... I jumped in 64 and a half right after you texted 63 and a half. And I was just talking to our former producer of the show, Aaron Oster, and he said he got it at like, he said, I think one book in town was around 72, 73. They, they were, Sergo was hanging 69 when I bet the 64 and a half earlier today. So it was already, and that was probably at around noon Pacific. I mean, here's the thing, guys. They just ran a first down play, and I, and I get it. Look, you want to try to keep things balanced, but TCU did a, a pretty good job outside of, you know, giving up the, the massive, you know, play to ooh, that, that thing in like a flag or anything like that. But by the way, Georgia made up the punt in three plays. Right. Yeah. But now I agree. Yeah. Big thir- what do you, what do you, so what here are we you go. There? Big third down uh, for this TCU defense. That should have been a flag. He had both arms wrapped around him. So big third and 10 here for TCU's defense. They've gotten almost no pressure on Stetson Bennett so far in this game, but Where's Georgia in four downs? Min- minor victory here for, for TCU if they're able to somehow they're inside the get a 40. stop. If they get to the 40 and it's fourth and five, you think that goes on? But the problem is, if you're Georgia, do you want to give them any life by giving them the ball around midfield? They're averaging like 10 yards per play. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Big third down. This is a, you know, we, we said it was a minor victory. Oh, they got pressure. And he's going to pick it up man. easily. And he picked it up himself. Wow. Was, well, once they broke contain, I I I, don't, I think thirteen took a bad angle there. Once he broke contain, that was it. That's and Bennett picking it up uh, around the edge. Um, so Brock, so, I wonder, what, so Brock, what do you think, what do you think took the a terrible angle there for Stetson Bennett to have more rushing yards than Max Duggan in this game? Wow, that's a good call. And Bennett's not going to take a lot of sacks because first of all, they're going to run in the second half. Right. Yeah, that would have been an interesting bet. So Stetson Bennett. Um, once again, I'm waiting for uh, 33 rushing yards now. He's so over, he's way over, well over his yeah. rushing prop. And Max Duggan, it's going to be a sweat, folks. I mean, look, you know, you could see him take off late in the game, a la C.J. Stroud, a la like he did yesterday, or last week, I should say. But, you know, this is, uh, he's already at negative 12. Uh, he's already been sacked once, read option, picked the wrongs. I'll tell you what, man, right now TCU is – doing a really good job of, of making them one-dimensional. But they're doing the same thing they did against Michigan, which is committing to stop the run and letting J.J. McCarthy do whatever he wants. The problem is it's Stetson Bennett tonight and not J.J. McCarthy. Right. Huge difference there. You're with, not getting two pick sixes here. <laughs> yeah, and you're not getting a fumble at the goal line. So it, it seems like the exact same strategy where you're trying to cover the feet and not the, and not the head. And unfortunately for TCU, the head is a lot wiser than, the, the, than he was last week. All right, so once again, second and 10. TCU's done a pretty good job on the run, uh, but 
Getting Edwards. them out, out of the backfield. I mean, he's yeah, a star. Yeah, open space. He's a star. You get guys in space, and TCU, as fast as they are, they can't they can't close the gaps quick enough. This is... And now they're even going a little tempo. Maybe. Munkin, really Munkin has called an elite first half. Touchdown here would be nice for our first half. Yeah, if touchdown here, I would say we're good on the first half. But Then you get worried about, you know, the full game and, and you know, are you going to – Edwards is are, are, Is there going to be a backdoor? I think you're going to see a lot of Edwards in the second half if they got a lead in this game. He's, he's, he's the bruiser. I mean, he's And that's he's to your point, Adam, runner. on that in-game, live in-game under, is you're getting the tempo now, but at some point, you know – I'm just curious. I, I well, you're hope, right because they've look, taken like four minutes off the clock, and they haven't really. Right. It hasn't been like Bing Bang Boom right down the field. It's been three yards. It's been eight yards. It's been eight yards. It's been three yards. I mean, TCU had the third and ten. They had exactly got the first yeah. down. Yeah. So. Oh, now they got Bowers in the backfield. I mean, this is just what do you? Do? How do you defend this? This is like the Chiefs yesterday doing the little the oop de oop, whatever that <laughs> ring around the Rosie was. They use him as a blocker. Macintosh on the edge. I mean, that's just so another first easy. down. I mean, they so easy the for them to get to the edge in this game. Yep. Speed, and then they haven't been able to run up the middle at all. No, well, they haven't. Yeah, exactly. They've been actually TCU's done a really good job of that. You wonder if they're pinching in just a little too much on that three-three-five, and they're bringing that extra Powers linebacker got just a little too much on the edge to try to stop the run. And these guys just get around the corner so easily. And I think a cameraman just got that. wow, Leaped almost them all. got leaped. Them oh, all. someone just got stopped. All right, on. seventeen oh, to seven is where we stand right now. Georgia inside the 10. And remember, this all started with a TCU punt across midfield. Yep. And Bennett's Stetson Bennett, score. two rushing two touchdowns. <laughs> and by the way, that was what, 11 plays, 80 or 90 yards or whatever? I mean, Georgia, if, if Georgia wanted to, they could score 80 tonight. Like if, like if they really just were said, we don't care, fourth quarter, we're going to go as hard That's as cool we can to the end. Uh, we, hey, they, they, could, that, they could get to 80 tonight. I will, I will happily sacrifice... My under bet for 80 points for Georgia, if we can get home full game and first half. That live's got to be up north of 24 now, right? I mean, that is so easy. DraftKings, 25 and a half, wow. 69 and a half. Wow, 25 Todd, and a half. Todd Munkin is carving up TCU. 11 plays, 92 yards, extra point up and good. There's your wow. first half over at some spots or a push at others. Eight and a half minutes to go. It is all Georgia right now. And Stetson see, Bennett, how, star how you, man. How do you have a plus territory punt? That was well. You called it too because they got back to midfield in like four plays. Yeah, yeah. You you can't you can't punt. There's well, I'll be honest. From now on, you can't punt at TCU unless no. it's like fourth and twenty and you're in your own end. Stetson Bennett, thirty nine rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. His wow. counterpart, Max Duggan. Three carries, negative 12 yards. Georgia up 24 to 7. This episode is made possible by PWC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. King on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is offering college football fans a chance to make the championship game more exciting than ever. Just log into your BetMGM account today and place a $25 point spread bet on the final game, and you'll receive a $10 site credit to use on college basketball. New to BetMGM? Download the app and sign up now to jump into the action with this special offer. Find out why college sports fans choose the king of sportsbooks during the playoffs and all season long. Make a pregame or live $25 point spread bet on the college football championship game. Get a $10 site credit for college basketball. Only at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Wrapping things up here on VSIN Primetime. Don't worry. The in-game betting and National championship coverage continues. Top of the hour, Wes and Femi with live bet tonight. But joined in studio, Jared Smith, Adam Burke, 
I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN primetime. And, uh, you know, brilliant play call, play decision by Sonny Dykes to punt the ball away in positive <laughs> territory, guys, because all that transpired after that was 11 play, 92 yard drive, Stetson Bennett into the end zone. And now TCU down 24 to 7, 826 to go. Georgia gets the ball to start the second half. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, it's been desperate for a while here. They absolutely have to score on this one. And, you know, I'll say this, guys, as, you know, I know folks driving around can't watch the game with us. It seems, because we're not watching the all 22 right now. It seems that the coverage, and they're showing the replay here, has done a pretty darn good job outside of that broken play because Max Duggan has, has got time. He's got time back there. He's just, he's not finding anybody. Yeah, well, and at this point, too, you know, I mean, you're going to have to start thinking if you're TCU, try to pick up your six, seven yards instead of looking for all the home runs and the deep balls. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to try to methodically get back into this game and hope that your defense forces a turnover or something because it's going to be hard to keep trying to complete 20, 25, 30-yard passes against Georgia without some kind of blown assignment. And at this point, you're not going to get those because Georgia knows you have to throw the football. And then the holding there on, on a, a nice, again, a nice run by DiMercato. I mean, you know, cuts it up on a little counter play, and they pick up about five yards, setting up a third and short. It was actually just a, it looked like a zone blocking scheme there. And, uh, you know, I think it was the left guard drags down one of the Georgia interior linemen, and, and now you're behind the sticks, and you don't really have that option at your disposal. This has just been, offensively, this game has gone about as perfect as you can imagine for Georgia. But I, I think there's still some, some meat left on the bone for Kirby Smart at half because they are blowing a couple of assignments. They are getting pushed around up front a little bit. You're seeing some nice gains for TCU down to down. It's just Georgia's so good offensively, you don't have a choice anymore. You have to go into basically fourth quarter, all systems go, every fourth down is kind of a go zone territory here. We got a big third down here for TCU. Um, Third and seven? All right, so third and seven now for TCU. I mean, is is this at what point is this a, a punt? This is a tricky spot right? too, right? I mean, if you get right, the fourth and one, you probably have to go for it. But like, if it's fourth and three, fourth and four at the, 20, you have to also consider that Georgia gets line? the ball to start the second Johnson, half. They, Johnson has a huge cushion here, so they should just quickly get it out to Johnson. I mean, he's going to get a first down if he just throws it right now. <laughs> By the way, instead they're going deep and it's intercepted. Oh, that's not good. That was an arm punt. Yeah. So what do you do, right? Third and seven, there was at least 20 yards of cushion there. Boom. Pick up, take the first down, take your medicine, keep matriculating the ball down the field. It's almost like Georgia knew the play. I mean, Quentin Johnston, once again, I know people are driving around, so we'll try to paint the picture for you. Quentin Johnston's third and seven. I mean, if you're Max Duggan, you're 25 years old. You've been playing college football forever. And Quentin Johnston, you just have to get to cut that off. And instead, he airmails Johnston. It's intercepted. Like you, said, miscommunication like you said, it, it, it basically is a punt. Uh, and now Georgia has the ball back with an opportunity to make it 31-7 to as another empty possession here for TCU. As you know, we look at Georgia has 256 total yards in this game. What, what are we averaging? Like over 10 yards per play? I mean, two turnovers yeah. in the first over 10 yards 20 per minutes play. is just forget it. Well, and you think about it this way, right? What do we talk about with USC all year? At some point, this turnover fortune is going to run out. TCU, and I said it on the podcast, Adam. I wrote it up on the website. Look, 
they deserve to beat Michigan. I'm not taking anything away from them, but you got two pick sixes, you got a fumble at the one-yard line, and you got another stop inside the five-yard line on a Philly special on fourth down. Georgia's not going to make those mistakes. No chance. And now you've seen the mistakes here from TCU. By the way, 10.2 yards per play for Georgia. Well, and I'll say this. I don't think Kendra Miller would have helped that much. Yeah. I mean, I I think the running game would have been consistent no matter what. The issue is mistakes, and you can't stop Georgia's offense. It doesn't matter how many points TCU scores tonight. Once serve is broken, and now it's been broken twice off the two turnovers, that's it. You You can't stop their offense. You ready for the Australian Open? Actually, one of our guys uh, that I talk with regularly put in a play for the Adelaide. I can't pronounce that one, but there's like an Adelaide Invitational, and like it's like the the warm-up tournament for the Aussie Open is happening this week. But, yes, I'll stay up late with you, Tim. You want to get some live tennis action there? Sure. Just like my nerfy bets. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was paying to like 20% of what you just said there, Jared. But, you know, it is. Um, the only tennis we can talk about for the whole show here. <laughs> Five minutes to go here in the first half, and uh, I personally would love nothing more than a nice little touchdown Ooh. here. But now a big third down. Go for it. Yeah. Well, you would well, think it's 100% unless it's Kirby. You're on the. You're in TCU territory. You're getting a million yards per play. <laughs> go for it. But then again, I, it feels I think, like that. I think punting just in general is a losing mentality. I agree. So. They're going to run it again. No, no, I mean, if TCU gets a stop, they're all good. Oh, man, you're not stopping that. That was actually a very well-timed, like, coming off the ball there. But you just – there's just so much space. Well, see, now what Kirby's going to do is now they're going to sit on it, try to kill the whole four and a half and go get three or seven. And double-dip the middle eight there and just absolutely own the middle eight. Going for the middle eight here in a game that you're up 24 to seven and just, just kind of put them into the dirt. And I'll be honest, guys, this is where the under kind of gets interesting. Yeah. Where maybe not. Has it tilted down at all? The pre-flop From 70, right? 66 and a half. Yeah, so you see a little erosion there with the number. A little erosion. Maybe after Georgia. That being said, now Georgia's starting to run the ball up the middle with success. So, like, nothing TCU is doing is working on defense. I mean, this is glorious. I'll be honest. This is just. (laughs) This is You could not have asked for a better start. But you know what, though? No backdoor. Are we really surprised? that Georgia's offense looks like this. Like, this doesn't surprise me at all. This is exactly how I expected this game to go with Georgia's offense. I didn't know what we were going to get with TCU's defense. I thought that was the volatile, or with the, you know, TCU's offense against Georgia's defense. I thought that was the variance with this game. You might see a great performance from Max Duggan. He could steal a backdoor. I did not expect Georgia's offense to be stopped at all in this game. That was, to me, the handicap the entire the entire week. And I feel like now we're going to start seeing Joe Gillespie's defense just try to make some big plays you know like yeah. like we saw in the Michigan game where they like to jump routes we got a penalty here on Georgia so they're gonna try to bait Stetson Bennett into making mistakes yeah you know be ultra aggressive because that's the only way you're getting back into this game is is getting but if you it. start switching up your three three five at all and start running some weird stunts well, or some blitzes it, yeah. it's kind of like all right we know we can't it's kind of like what TCU's defense said after the Michigan game when the linebacker said oh well once they started going in their bag with the Philly special we knew we had them I mean, if you start breaking, if you start breaking your regular formation and your regular ranks now in the first half of the game, you're pretty much admitting defeat. Like three, we we have no chance to stop you. Three minutes to go, twenty-four to seven right now. Georgia with the lead, and they get the ball at the half. So yeah, Kirby Smart is is kind of playing this the middle eight here hard, trying to get see if they can milk this perfectly, get a touchdown, 
and limit TCU to as little possible time as, as possible here. So I guess with one minute left to go here, I'll ask a very loaded question. <laughs> is, is there a TCU next year? Is there a team that comes out that's, you know, triple digits to one that gets into wow. this playoff thing? Too soon. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just thinking like. No, I mean, I, this I is this so. is rare, man. I, yeah, this is very rare. Ooh. McConkey caught it. That's he a did. catch. He's out of bounds. Oh man, that was a heck of a catch. You do have some quarterback turnover, I guess, with some of the top programs. Like yeah, Boston you do. Alabama. So, well, I hit, let's just leave it at this. Who? What are the options? Oh, because yeah. we, we we don't have any numbers Wait, yet. We need another hour. Yeah, give it give it another give it another hour. Or yeah, so. I'll tell you we're, this. We're hopefully going to do that on the College Football Podcast. There you go. Oh, look uh, at that plug. So He's a pro. Just about to do it. <laughs> the Beeson College Football Betting Podcast. By the way, third and fifteen here. Bit of a chance. TCU trying to get a stop here after Georgia went for it. Uh, a big play. So we will see on a big third down. Wes and Femi will have you covered. Thanks, everyone, who joined us. I'll say it for us all. Go dogs! Ooh. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.